I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. to a new episode of Australian Jams. I said the episode number completely wrong last week, so I'm not going to even try this week. I've got a fellow football fan here today, so we've just been chatting about trade period, which has been fun. Um, Mitch McGovern's gone to Carlton. It's big news. Um, I've got Mickey Cooper here. Hi. (laughs) Who are you? What do you do? Um, I'm Mickey Cooper, um, and I play guitar and sing in a band called Kilns who I've been speaking about a lot on social media. It's a little bit over the top, so sorry about that, guys. Um, it's totally fine by me. <laughs> well, you got a Triple J play recently as well. Yeah, yeah, that was great. You know, that was like, really fun. Bombarded you at that gig afterwards, just, like, really excited about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was just weird. Like, we've had a couple – I've had a couple in, of Triple J plays in, in um, past things, but they've always been at weird times. Um, where I haven't been able to listen, so it was it was pretty surreal to hear it in the car, like driving, was driving to the gig. Yeah. So yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, let's talk about other songs you like as well. Yes. Uh, which one are you going to pick first? Um, I'm going to start with uh, Overtime by Pretty Littles. Awesome. Why yes. Why did you choose this song? I chose this song, um, well, they've just put out their new album, Skeleton Run. Um, Pretty Littles... Uh, they're a super inspiring band for me. Um, they've been around since I think at least 2010. Sort of, they were they were playing when my old old band Salador started playing gigs around Melbourne, and um, played a couple of gigs with them and, and met met them and stuff. Um, but I love that. Like, I think this is their fourth or fifth album now, and they just like they just keep growing. Yeah. Um, they've stuck together, they've honed their sound, they're so respected, like they're by no means, you know, the biggest band in Australia, but they have such a loyal, strong fan base just Mm. from um, continually evolving and working at what they do. Um, And, yeah, like this album, I've probably listened through to it now the whole way four or five times, and I think it's like definitely their strongest um, songwriting has um it just seems so much more focused like they've always had that kind of loose like raucous kind of vibe but yeah now there's there's songs like this one that i've chosen which are um just seem a lot tighter and this is like quite a melodic poppy song in a way which is a, a new sort of thing that i've 
that I've heard them do. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always loved that when bands sort of, you know, like shun the, the idea of you have to tick box A and box B before you can put out an album yeah. and, you know, get this many, like whatever. And they've, they've just sort of from day dot, they've just written music and released it. Um, and I love that. Like I want to, I want to sort of do a similar thing where like I get to be, you know, hopefully an old man and look back (laughs) at all this stuff that I created, not, you know, not all this stress about, um, worrying if people were listening. Yeah. And you know, like with them, people, people are definitely listening. Um, Yeah. I've got two notes for this, two very simple notes. First one is I like how direct the lyrics are. Mm. They're not pulling any punches with them. It's just like, this is what we're saying right here. We're not making it, I don't know, anything but exactly what we're trying to say, which I don't think happens very much now, which I really like it when it does happen. Yeah. Um, Because you don't need to be super flowery to tell the story. There's an awesome, um, my favorite part of the song is um, there's sort of a lyric section where where Jack is listening and he's like just saying like he's living on beer and bread, spending too much time in his head and sitting on the edge of the bed crying, which I think is a drones reference, which I hope it is because that's great. I love little <laughs> things like that. And then, you know, he's sort of talking about how hard it is to keep showing up. And then the hook is he just goes, anyway, how are you? <laughs> and this guitar line comes in and it just like opens up. And I'm like, that's such a, an awesome like thing to, to leave a listener hanging on. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, my second note is that it's a very Mickey song. Oh yeah. As soon as I listen, I'm like, yes, of course he chose this. <laughs> <laughs> like there is no question about it. This is totally your thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, um, like on their album, it's definitely the most, most me song on their album. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, let's hear some of Overtime by the Pretty Littles and we'll come back. eating donut that Mickey very nicely brought because it had jam in it. Um, I'm going to start Stain with... Stain jams. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I had jam at the first birthday. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm going to start with probably the closest to your song choices of all of mine and they get further and further away. Um, holy, holy faces. So I've been a really outspoken fan of holy, holy for a very, very long time. Um, I remember getting the very first press release from their publicist about them just being a band at all. Um, that's how much I really liked the early stuff. And they do this cool thing where every release, they seem to just add a layer to what they did in the last one while keeping that core there but making it a little bit different and then adding a layer to that each time. And I feel like they could, they've continued that with this song. Um, I could be completely wrong, but that's how it sounds to me. Um, it's, it's very cool, but it sounds very new. And all those backing vocals that they've got and the sound of Tim's voice is a little bit different, but the key guitar melodies are there and the movement in the song is still there. So, yeah, it's kind of weird, nostalgic back to the first and also something completely new and it puts your mind in kind of two different places. 
know, yeah, I am. Um, <laughs> that's so interesting because I was sentimental on Monday. Was that their first yeah. single? Um, so Dave, um, drummer in Kilns and good friend of yours as well. Um, he makes me like playlists, which is really <laughs> cute every every now and then. Dave's the best. Yeah, he's he's lovely. And Sentimental Monday was was one song he put on one, and I like, you know, I really liked that song. But for some reason, I just, I think I've just like missed the Holy Holy Boat a little bit, <laughs> and haven't really like followed their journey to now. So when I heard this song, I was like, shit! Like, where did the guitars go? Like, <laughs> this is a completely different band to that song. So yeah, like, like for someone like you who's followed that band, it, it definitely would have been a gradual thing, but like it sounded like a different world from <laughs> the band I was expecting. But um, did the the movement of the, like, towards the bridge in the last choruses sound similar to Sentimental Monday to you at all? Um, Just to put you on the No, I know. I'm looking forward to listening to it again now with that <laughs> in my head. But um, it was more just like, like, at the start when I first listened to it, I was like, okay, like, this is a, this is a pop song, like, with – with you know like synth and um you know like da- like a dancey kind of beat um and lots going on but i was like where are the hooks and then on not like the third listen i like i got them and they were really really subtle but they're there yeah um so i think that's that's really clever to to put something out that sounds instantly gratifying and gratifying and accessible but has so much room for you to move up within it when you listen to it yeah um i've always said the same thing about holy holy is that they seem to be a band put together of some of the best musicians and songwriters in the country and it can be really hard when you get all the best of their individual or respective instruments together it doesn't necessarily always work together because they're all very much their own artists, but Holy Holy seemed to put all those together and just make really good music out of it. And mm. I'm always impressed by that because yeah, like when you're really fucking good at something, ego can get in the way, all of those different things can get in the way. Um, and you can have a really strong pull in a certain direction, but they seem to make it work between them all. Um, which I think is pretty cool as someone who's a failed musician. <laughs> There's no such thing as a failed musician. Oh, there is when you play the saxophone. Anyway, let's hear some of the faces and then laugh at me because I played the saxophone. idea when we're trying to talk so tell me what your next song is <laughs> i do this thing i don't know i i get this air pocket i always say every single gig of, of <laughs> mine that i've done in the last couple of years like halfway through a song i'll get an air pocket in my chest because i can't burp and then i'll say this spiel after that song um and i have to stop doing it but i just got one then so <laughs> i'm kind of glad that we took that extra second <laughs> um but you mentioned the saxophone, so I'm going to... I gonna, did mention the saxophone. I'm going to move into the hot springs. 
very professional segue there. I love a good yep. segue. Um, so, yeah, I think, was it Caitlin Riley's episode that it you guys was, spoke yeah. about a, a Hot Springs song? Another excellent human. Um, yes. So, um, the song I've chosen is Appaloosa. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm saying that right. That's an amazing word. Um, and right. this song, I like, I wish I had an hour to talk about it. Like there's so <laughs> much to unpack in this song. Um, first of all, like there is no right for a saxophone to work in this band, <laughs> but it does. And it, it does. does so well. Like it comes in, like, I think it's like two thirds of the way through this song. It's sort of just like underneath the mix. And it's just like this layer that if it wasn't there, you would, you couldn't even imagine it existing. But the fact that it is there just takes the song to a completely different level, like a yeah. whole new level. Um, yeah, I've I've written a lot of notes about this song. It's it sounds like it's just so big in its production, but it also has so much space. Like there's so much going on. There's slide guitar and. Um, you know, vocals with dense sort of delay and lots of um, reverbed out harmonies and stuff. But you listen to it with headphones and it, it sounds like, you know, you're, like you're in a canyon. Like, And also it just, like, it's it's a really visual song. Like you feel it takes you somewhere. Like you yeah. feel like you're, you know, you're walking through the desert. Um, and, yeah, so it's got this, like... Um, sort of Americana, West Coast, I don't know, Route 66 vibe. But then it, it yeah. also reminded me of, um, like, the church and the go-betweens and some of those really expansive um, bands that came out of Australia in, like, the 80s. Like, yeah. um, especially when um, the, the big sort of backing vocals come in in the second half of the song, That's like that was a really, really go-betweens vibe for me. Um, I love the lyrics. I love that they're, um, they're, they're kind of these, these vignettes like that, that seem really disjointed and separated and they focus in really well at the end. Um, when Georgia is the singer and she sings, um, if you had to, um, I can't, sorry, I'm going to get the lyric wrong, but it's like, she focuses in on the, on the sentiment that if you had to leave in 30 minutes, um, could you? And, and I just love that there's all these, like these beautiful little snapshots that lead up to that. Um, it's really patient songwriting and it, um, it rewards you. Um, and my favorite line is, um, it's meanwhile, I lost a whole roll of film. I opened the camera and the light came in and it, it happens in the song. And then there's like a, an instrumental break for like 20 seconds after that. And I love moments in songs where you get left on this, this, just this tiny little glimpse of something that that's happened and it doesn't have to be profound or big. Like that's such a, like I've done that so many times (laughs) because I can't change camera rolls. Um, but like it says, I don't know, it just makes you, it hits you. I don't know. So I like, I love that. That really looked to me the first time I listened to it. There's such a, uh, pure I don't know if I would like the use of that word but pure band where it's just very much about the instrumental and then her voice is so close to your ear when you mm. listen as well it's, Ooh, sorry it's okay 
I'll forgive you. <laughs> it's um, especially when you listen through headphones, it's like really, really close to your ear, and it's the most prominent part of the song right at the start. But then the instrumental is so beautifully done that it just lifts it even further up. Yeah, and it it's really quite stunning the way they're able to do that. Mm. Um, and I think the last time um, when Caitlin was on, we spoke about the hot springs. I spoke about the harmonies. Yeah. And you kind of articulated perfectly there. They do harmonies in a really interesting way, but in a way that's still like really quite beautiful. Mm. Um, they're a super interesting band and I'd never heard of them before Caitlin brought them up. Um, so then when you picked it, I was like, fuck yeah, let's talk about the hot strings yeah. again. Um, it's so good. Well, I, I, um, I'd sort of heard, heard their name a bit around and I, like Jackson from Rat Hammock, yep. um, played a gig with them not too long ago, but for some reason, I think because they have brass in their band, I just assumed that they were a jazz band. <laughs> and this is going to sound really, really awful. But and then like sometimes I, I do put a bit of a guard up towards, <laughs> towards jazz music. I'm sorry, everyone, judge me if you want. But that's. But then I ended up listening, and you're right. Like there's no other band like them at the yeah. moment. I think, um, at least, yeah, in in Melbourne, at least. Yeah, I've not seen them live. I'd be really interested no, to see really want to. how they put it together live. It'd be really cool. It's funny. The first two bands that I've chosen are both playing gigs on the night of our single. Oh no! Week. <laughs> and <laughs> I just go to any that. of them except for no. Go to uh, anyone you want. <laughs> we'll talk about that later. Let's yeah, hear some sorry. of Appaloosa by the Hot Springs. <laughs> Instruments aside, did you know that Yamaha has a home entertainment selection so you can bring that trademark sound quality home? Choose from a range of Bluetooth speakers, soundbars, and even full home theatre fit-outs that both music and movie fans will enjoy. Visit them on Instagram or Facebook at Yamaha AVAU. Okay, we just had a little discussion about pop music, but let's talk about that later. Um, I've chosen Maine's new single, Save Yourself. Uh... Again, I had not heard of Maine. I don't know why I was so sheltered to Maine, but her voice is really cool, and it kind of reminds me of Angie McMahon in a way. It's that kind of deep, strong um, voice that maybe based on images and video you don't expect, um, which I think is really cool. Uh, The chorus is really strong, though, and I think that's what got me over the line to choose it and kind of go back through her previous releases um yeah the the chorus is just super strong and catchy and it's a cool entry point to Maine's music if you've not heard her before thoughts yeah um so this kind of is a little out of my wheelhouse but um yeah I definitely yeah I did think of Angie as well when um when I heard her singing and but I also thought of like Lord and like mm. Florence and the Machine and some um, women who who are making really expansive, big pop music. Um, 
know that part. <laughs> um, I didn't even know you did. I just smacked my mic. Oh. Um, yeah, it's the production is stunning. Obviously, yeah. um, it sounds amazing, and you're right. The chorus is the chorus is the song for me. Yeah, um, it just gets so big yeah. and then drops completely away again, and it's yep. really cool. I, I find songs that do that can get really boring really quickly, mm. but this one definitely doesn't. The way yeah. that they do it, um, and the artwork is cool. So again, I love artwork. If you've got good artwork, I'm going to listen to your song no matter what genre your band yeah, it's is. So underrated, isn't it? <sighs> Unfortunately, it is. Um, I'll share the artwork on our Instagram. I finally got Instagram for Australian Jams, guys. Be yeah, excited! I'm all, all over it. I love Instagram. I'm, I'm sitting there hitting refresh. <laughs> With my double tap ready. Double tap ready. Yeah, you do respond to everything I send. Yeah. Um, again, I'm a bit creepy. Um, the let's thing, hear the some other of... thing with Maine, yeah. just quickly, we were talking about um, how I had to <laughs> pick a stage name before the show came. Yes. Um, and I went with Mickey, which is like, I don't know, it makes me sound like a cartoon now, <laughs> sort of six-year-old. But Good the six reason I did that is because I got I have such a boring name. <laughs> But her name, I was like, because I was Rita, I had, hadn't heard of her before you sent me the song. Yeah. And I was, and her name is like Paige Court or something. That's cool. That's And I was like, if that was my name, like, I'd just run with that. Yeah, it's Like, a Maine cool is a great stage name too, but I was like, I'm so jealous. You're jealous of people with interesting names? Yes. With great names that they can just play under. I reckon Cooper's a pretty good last name though. Yeah, but. Uh, you got two first names. Well, it's only recently become a first name. Has it? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Pretty sure there are some chimpanzees called Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> On that note, let's hear some of Maine's song Save Yourself while Mickey recovers from that. Circumstance <laughs> of It's your turn. We went off on a really big tangent just then. It's your last song. Oh. Do you know what it is? Yes. Okay, good. It is, uh, it's Laces by Obscura Hail. Excellent. Um, this is, Obscura Hail is Sean Conran, um, who also is now the bass player in Rat Hammock. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's cool. Yeah. Um. Replacing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You obviously. Replacing me, yeah. Um, And this is like, um, okay. Okay, so the first, (laughs) I hope that you'll be okay with me telling this story. But yeah, okay. So the first time, it was probably only the second or third time actually that I'd met Sean. Yeah. I, he was filling in for a, a rap hammock gig um, and he came down to watch us at Ding Dong Lounge to like kind of um, just watch what I did on bass so he could copy it. Yeah. And then after the gig, like we'd only get met once or twice and he came straight up to me and he's like, hey man, yeah, I just, um, I was watching you just to, See, uh, to see what you do up there, and and yeah, I can do that. <laughs> and I was just like, "Who is this guy?" Like, that's awesome. It's like, whoa! Like, at the time, I was like, "Whoa, that is so bold!" Like, I, don't, I didn't like, I couldn't get my head around it. But then, like, I've, I've, the more that I've, I've kind of, you know gotten to know him a little bit and like we've hung out a few times or whatever um I just like Sean is just him like he's 100% himself there's yeah. no pretense or bullshit like he's just his own guy and like that's I respect that so much and like looking back on that now like um the music scene is so full of people like giving each other not such false praise but like you know over the top yeah. um praise every set is the best set that anyone's ever seen that kind of stuff um but for him to just come up and be like, yeah, I can do that. Like, it's just so honest. And, like, of course he can do that. He's a freak. And, like, you know, he does that. But, like, oh, just no one else could say it the way he said it. But anyway. it's <laughs> so good. Um, Sean is crazily talented. He often on his Instagram, he'll, like, post stories where um, he's awake at crazy hours and just fiddling with bits and pieces. He writes songs compulsively. I think this is, like, the 12th um collection of songs that he'll release. Um, yeah, so he's just, um, you know, where I was talking before about the Pretty Littles where they've sort of honed their their craft and what they do, um, Sean's sort of, I think, someone um, who he'll, he'll just follow a tangent to where it goes and then he'll do something new. Like, he's just compulsively creative. Um, Jackson plays guitar with him. And for a long time, uh, I mean, Jackson's been raving about Sean's songwriting for a long time. Um, the first kind of, the first time that I saw them play live, Sean was in a phase where he was writing a lot of these kind of pop punk songs, but like they had these really quirky, kooky little beats that he made on his um, Nintendo DS. Really? Some of these drum loops. Um, and they were kind of like, a little like they were sweet but they were funny and like I, I couldn't I didn't really feel like I could grip onto them much even though like there was some really great you know the pop hooks and you can tell how much of a talent he is 
Um, so it wasn't until like, uh, yeah, I, I, I checked this song out that I was like, oh, this song like hit me just straight away. I'm yeah. Like, um, it just sounds so, um, again, there's, there's a fair bit going on in terms of, of different, different textures and sounds, but they all fit so perfectly. Um, it's got this lo-fi glitchy homemade feel, um, and his voice is beautiful and it's just, um, a lovely song. Yeah. Yeah. I really like the way the vocal, they're not necessarily staccato, but they're very like interrupted. They don't flow through the whole song. I think that's a really cool way. It like makes you think about each thing before he sings the next one. Mm. Um, and the, the instrumental was obviously very warm and all of that, but the funny thing was, and I see this as a compliment. Um, I hope everyone else does too. I was listening through my headphones right here and I live in an apartment, obviously with people directly above me. Um, and when I was listening to kind of the second half of the song and through that kind of little pulse or knock that happens to it, yeah. I thought that was someone upstairs yeah. walking around <laughs> until I listened to it for a second time. I'm like, Oh no, that's actually in time with the music. That's mm. part of the song. It like makes you really think about what he's doing. Totally. And that like, I can imagine, like, I don't know, but I can imagine he would have just been at his desk and just, like, yeah. knocked the desk, like, and he's just gone, put a mic there, and, like, it's just, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah he's a freak. That's awesome. Well, let's hear Laces by Obscura Hail, and I'll come back with my last song. song is probably the furthest from football you could imagine. Um, it's a sport in its name. It hey. does, but they didn't mean to do that. Really? They got told off for their first name, so they had to change it. Ah, what was the first name? Cub Scouts. Okay. And the Cub Scouts came after them, so they right. just changed the name. The organisation of the Cub Scouts? Yeah. Like... I'm not oh, joking. They, oh, okay. I thought you meant as in they came after them, like, like oh, chron- no, chronologically. No, no, no. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> they sent them a letter. They've been around a while. A really long while. Did they? Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm. They've got some pull, those scouts. <laughs> well, they are a big organization. Yeah. Well, Were you right. ever a um, scout or a brownie? Like, I don't I don't um, like the outdoors. Yeah. I never I never did it. Yeah. No, I just played sport and... Um, Same. Like, played the saxophone like a cool kid. Mm. Mm. I played percussion in concert band. Oh, that's the best. Did you play timpani? Yeah. The timpani was the best. Yeah. I got to play the timpani in a production once. It was so good. Nice. Yeah. It was the highlight of my uh, musical career. Yeah? What was the production? Greece? No. That, it was one by, um, it was one Cats. about, a, no, it was like, what's his name? Barry Manilow? It was one of his. Oh. It was about an office space. No. Nah, one of the know. songs was called Coffee. Also, we should talk about The Office. <laughs> we should talk about Because I heard you reference The Office. <laughs> and no one gets it I, ever. Yeah. The Office is the best. Me and my, um old housemate Hayden when we were living like we were obsessed and we had an, like we I dressed up as Dwight for the final and oh he dressed up God. as Jim that sounds amazing yeah, I'll show you a photo after I can't wait to see that photo so let's really quickly talk Sorry. about the song yeah um, <laughs> <laughs> this was an off off chat 
I'm getting um, those eyes. <laughs> no, I'm definitely going to leave it in. Okay. Uh, that's a that's a look into my personality. <clears throat> I apologize. Um, I've chosen sometimes by Cubsport. And Cubsport have become this really big pop outfit that I don't think many people expected them to get to um, when they first started. They've grown a lot as songwriters, but also as people, and it's been pretty public. The um, I wouldn't say activism, but they're quite outspoken about equality and things like that, which I think is really cool. Um, so their strong message is backed up really well by really strong music. Um, it's even more impressive that they're pretty much doing it all on their own. So I don't think they have a manager. I don't think they have labels anywhere. I think they're doing pretty much all of it on their own. Um, so they just seem to have their shit together, which is really cool. Um, and it also seems like their time going overseas, like spending time in LA and that has really helped them progress in the way that maybe Benoffi and Oscar Keyson have done, which I spoke about with Laura Hopkins a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, that's my rant about Cub Sport. I really like the song. It's a great song. Mm. Do you like pop music? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> um, often I'll, I'll put on multiple Taylor Swift tracks in a row. Excellent. Um, Jim is a good time where they have yeah they have that thing where you can put songs on and no one knows so I'll put like yeah that's my anyway um, <laughs> no but I so I, I loved Come On Mess Me Up yep. when that came out um, really liked that song and um, like this so when I, I heard this song as soon as um, the vocals came in I was really into it I was so into the phrasing um, yeah that kind of one note melody just with the really, um, yeah, interesting phrasing hooked me in. And then I think because I don't listen to a lot of, um, electronic music or dance music, um, I, I, I don't know if it's like just my naive ears in that genre, <laughs> but I just wasn't expecting the drop when it dropped <laughs> and like the beat dropped and I was like, Ooh, it's like jumped out of my chair a little bit. Like, um, it just wasn't where I was expecting the song to go <laughs> at all, which is probably really naive. But um, No, but I think that's a cool thing to say about a pop song because this yeah. is pop, like, a lot of people poo-poo it because they say it's generic, it's this, it's that, but this is not generic music, but it's also a pop song. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, when it's, like, the, the song itself, it, it could be like a, like, a, um, like a James Blake kind of song, mm. like a really soulful, like, like slow jam, but it's... um. Yeah, that's. I think that's why I sort of was expecting it to like go one way and it went the other. But um, yeah, the vocals were. Um, yeah. I love the vocals in the song, and that's what that's what um clicked with me. Tim's voice is amazing. Yeah, um, I've I've got a lot of respect for them as a band. Like they do a lot. They they've got the fan interaction thing down pat. They yeah. communicate with their fans a lot online. In a, in a way that it's not getting too close, but they're still making their fans feel special in individual ways. And I think that is what has kept them in good stead throughout all the years is that they've got those people that maybe when they were 14 they were tweeting them and now those people are 20 and still going to their shows now that they yeah. can and things like that. And it's not, it's not um, put on or anything like that. They genuinely want to interact with their fans in that way. Um so fans aren't like seeing through them or anything like that. I think it's a really cool thing that they're doing that I haven't seen many other bands pull off in the way they, they do. 
Mm. Um, just because they seem really genuine. Yeah. Anyway. That's interesting. I didn't talk much about music there, but let's listen to some of it. Uh, sometimes wake up swell. plug a couple of things and then Mickey's going to plug a couple of things. So now that the songs are over, obviously. Um, I said before that I now have Instagram for Australian Jams. Um, follow it. It's fun. I ask you questions sometimes. Um, I've discovered a bit of new music through some suggestions from people there. So please do. It's just Australian Jams. It's pretty obvious. You'll see the jam jar. Um, I obviously also have Twitter and Facebook. But um, I've been working recently on getting the Patreon page back kind of to a good point where it's worth you all subscribing and helping out. Um, I'm going to start doing a bonus episode every month with my favorite international songs of the month for subscribers to the Patreon page. So um, if that tickles your fancy. Un-Australian Jams? Yeah. Un-Australian. I think that's what I'm going to call it. Really? The Un-Australian Jams, yeah. That's amazing. That's going to be a bonus episode. Yeah, we are. Sorry, that was weird. Yes. Wow. Um, it's going to be inverted colours now. I don't know yet. But someone complimented my graphic design on the Instagram the other day. I was very flattered. Um, I didn't wow. realise that was you. That's that's awesome. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I just put really things great. there. Yep. Nice. Um, I don't know what's wrong with me today. Um, so, yeah, Patreon, Australian Jams Pod. If you have a couple of dollars to spare a month, uh, you'll get a bonus episode a month as well as some other things that um, – I do. Anyway, Mickey, what have you got coming up? Um, so the Pretty Littles and the Hot Springs. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh, Obscure Hail performing as part of Rat Hammock and Wollongong <laughs> are all on October 19th, as well as my band Kilns. We're launching our single Go Slowly. I always find that really funny because the song's been out for like six weeks now. Yeah, can we talk about Go Slowly a little bit? Because I briefly mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, because I'm very (laughs) excited about it. It's a really fucking good song. Oh, thanks, Gemma. Um, It's you and... Is it kind of Salador in a way? Nah. No? It's just Dave and I. Just Dave and I. And then James McGuffey. um, Who is McRobin? Yes. So he's... um, We've never played in anything together before. Um, but he's always just been a great mate of mine. And Sam Swain, who is a producer. Um, Fellow redhead? Yes. Yeah, there you Two go. Two in one band. That's a lot. That's Yeah, that's why I need to go back and uh, well, you're pretty get some more bottle bomb. It's, ru- it's running out. Yeah. Just got leftovers. <laughs> <laughs> just got leftovers. But, think um, it's called regret? Oh, yeah. 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 Um, but, yeah. So it's it's a new thing. Ghost Island is a really fucking good song. Um, tell me about getting to this project after doing your solo stuff for a while. Um, I've put Mickey on the spot here. He wasn't expecting to have to answer no, this okay. question. The solo, um, so I did, uh, basically I went on a trip to New York, um, with my partner and we, we didn't have much money and we were there for quite a long time. So basically, um, I've recorded and, and wrote wrote and recorded in that order a, lot, um, a bunch of songs um, with one mic and one guitar and, and yeah. then 
basically was just um, going to give them to friends and family and then ended up sort of, in a way, being convinced to uh, put, it, <laughs> put it out properly. And, um, and so it was never really my intention to, to, to do a solo thing. Yeah. And then once I sort of um, did it, I, I wanted to, you know, play some gigs and do it properly. So, um, yeah, particularly with Dave, we've, we've been working on stuff for years um, and this was always going to happen. We always wanted to play in a band together again. Um, and so it's it's just been the matter of the right time and, and trying to find the right people. Yeah. Um, and we feel like we've, yeah, we've found that, which is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's very exciting. Um, if you haven't listened to Go Slowly, please do. I might, if I have permission from Mickey, use part of it as the outro today as well. Um, but you've got your show coming up. Where is it at and what time? Workers Club. Uh, it's at, I don't know. <laughs> Some sort of Probably time in the eight, evening. Yeah, 8 o'clock. Okay. Um, Tamara and the Dreams playing main support. And Who just released a song with approachable members. Yeah. And a new band called Matt Burke and the Delusional Drunks, which are a little like Vasco era Cool. Yeah, very like blues grunge. Um, they're opening up. So awesome. Good night. I've been hanging out for this gig for a very long time, so I can't wait. Please do come along, because um, as I say, every time, please go to live music and stream music legally, because it helps bands. Can you still do it illegally? Probably. I never really learned how in the first place. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of CDs. <laughs> so do I, yeah. actually. Um, thank you for coming. No worries. I appreciate it. You're going to high-five me? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I just put my hand up really awkwardly. <laughs> Um, Thank you so much for having me. No, it's been great. Um, we will, I will be back in a couple of weeks with another couple of episodes. I was excited about you coming on. I am once I tell you who it is, but I'm very excited about our next guest, my next guest. So oh, I'll be here. Don't worry about that. <laughs> I live like 20 meters away. So we found that out I'll today. On, it was very exciting. I'll be on most episodes from now on. Please do. Okay. Um, football one, two. Um, I'll stop rambling. Thank you for listening, and I'll be back in two weeks. Bye. Bye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.